Hello everybody, and we are in the portion of Chaye Sarah, the life of Sarah. I mean, we talk about the death of Sarah. And the story, first, if I have to start with the, the idea of the story, the idea of the story, Vayu Chaye Sarah, Mea Shana, her life of Sarah was hundred year, not years, year, singular, Esrim Shana, 20 year, not years, and seven years. So it's very interesting, like, how the parasha starts. It should say, under the years, 20 years, and seven years. But it chose to say the word years, not singular, only on the last word. And of course, there's all going through that, and the person, I mean, the pshat, the simple, you know, uh, if you look at Rashi, which is deep by itself, it's a bat kaf, bat kuf kebat kaf. She was maybe hundred uh, years old, but she was like twenty for sin. Ma bat kaf She's twenty, never seen, uh, and also hundred, uh, never seen. And he continued Rashi, bat kaf kebat zayin. She was twenty, and she's seven years old for her beauty. So that's what Rashi, that's what Rashi said. Uh, the Zohar said by Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai that the person who makes himself smaller is greater in the upper world. So when you see people who not look as great or as important and the other people, watch those people. Those are the people who are the future leader. It's actually also come from Bereshit which, or Shira Shirim. When the Zohar say, Go, they tell the soul before the soul leave, walk behind the, the earth's uh, ankles or the earth's uh, feet. What does that mean? You know, go after people Go after people that people put them down, that are not number one. Why? Because it's 127 years instead of 100 year, 20 year, and seven years show you that the seven is greater than the under twenty. Why? Because to show you when when a person is willing to become nobody, when a person is willing to become small, then it's great. So I want to start with that even before we're going into the parasha. The parasha is a parasha to help us with how to get the right things happen for our life. How do you make it happen? How do you actually choose well? And how do you know when you don't know if you choose well that it's going to end up well? How do you choose your soulmate? How do you choose your business? How do you choose anything? How do you talk? How do you negotiate? And how do you know when you negotiate? You negotiate for the right thing and not the wrong thing. How do you know anything? That's what Chaye, Sarah, Chaye, the livelihood of Sarah. Sarah, what is Sarah? Sarah can be translated as Shir, Shira, meaning song and happiness and excitement, or Shara. How do you make revolution in the right direction? Because many people, many young people are against things today. Everybody's against something. But that revolution doesn't give birth for a better universe. Because you have this group against this, and this group is against this, and this group is against this. Doesn't make things better. So this parasha here to teach us how to get it right. So let's, let's get going with the story first. First the story, then we go to the resolve. <clears throat> so we say, she died. She died in Hebron, those of you who know Hebron, Abraham needs to bury her. Abraham is truly loving to bury her next to Adam and Eve. But he can't negotiate it by making the place uh, that he wants to be that important because first, business-wise, it will be impossible for them to give him the land. And then, <coughs> if we say that, the price will go up. And of course, the question remains, is that okay in real estate when you know the price of the building or the land and you go and buy it at a cheaper price? Is this mekach ta'ut? Is this, according to the Jewish law, uh, uh, the wrong bargain, meaning forbidden bargain? Because in Jewish law, there is a way how you make a bargain. <clears throat> and, of course, he go to Benechet, he negotiated the deal, he got the deal. 400 shekel kesef for the sukher. Why exactly 400? Why exactly 400? And then it said that the machpela vayakam, meaning the land raised itself up in front of Avram. After he buried his wife, 
is now want to make sure his son marries soulmate. So he tells his servant, Eliezer, I need you to take care of business here for my son. He makes him swear, he swear. And he go. Now, how does Eliezer know that that's the right woman for his master's son? He doesn't know. And he's capable to make it happen. And he brings Rebecca back. Bring Rebecca back. Even she was captured by the master of all Klipot, Lavan. Lavan. That's Lavan is her brother, Rebecca's brother. And we continue. And uh, it's in the end of the Parsha. Avraham is going back to Ketorah. Ketorah, some people say it was Agar or Mekchuvah. Some people say it's another uh, concubine. But the bottom line is that Avraham has many children, as uh, God promised. And uh, all those children are going to Kedem. Kedem in East. All of them are going to Kedem and he teach them the wisdom of mysticism before he study the knowledge of God, which is Kabbalah. And the Kabbalah is giving to Isaac. Now here I have to say, in our days, Kabbalah become very famous. And you find it in every corner, but you got to be careful. Why you got to be careful? Because it could be the knowledge that you receive is from the East. If you understand the Kabbalah that your teacher teaching you, either your teacher is genius and tzaddik, either you are genius and tzaddik, either both of you are genius and tzaddik, or you got a problem. Your teacher have no idea what he's talking about. Because Kabbalah has to be difficult to understand. You have to study it many, many times. It doesn't mean... It's forbidden. You can study it from age six, as Rabbi Lezer Papa said. But just go. Go on online. Try to study with me in If you're genius and you understand the first, second, and third logic like that, either I'm good and you're good, or either I'm, I'm not good and you're not good. One, one of them. Or truly, you're genius because you're not supposed to understand. If you don't understand it right away, we're both good. That's when I'm teaching real Kabbalah and you are... Uh, uh, really working on getting it. What I'm teaching here is I'm bringing an aspect of Kabbalah on the Parsha. It's different than pure Kabbalah. Pure Kabbalah, I teach it in Talmud Esr Sfirot in Hebrew, Talmud Esr Sfirot in English, and Tikkun That's if you want to get into the real deal. And there is other lecture that I put online that you can get into it. So, bottom line, Avraham is dying. Yitzchak and Ishmael bury him. And uh, uh, that's the end of the Parsha. Now let's get into the Zohar a little bit. So we know what we're dealing with there this week, Parsha. And you know, the Zohar is going to ask some questions about how to negotiate, how to make a deal. It's quite, quite important. All right. Yeah. So here we go. Rabbi Uda. Rabbi Uda is asking, and again, According to the Zohar, you know, the pages Chayesara Amut Kuf Kuf Kaf Aleph Yasham. But that's a few verses after that. Rabbi Yehuda Amar say Avram, Yedasiman b'Me'arai. Avram knew that that cave is special. Ve'lebov retzonai yushama, and his heart and desire was there. If Neshik var kodem lachen nechnas shama, because those of you know the midrash, he came there before. Right, Adam Rechava. He came, many Midrashim, has a different story, when he lost one of his uh, uh, sheep, the baby, ran away to the cave, he saw it, and he saw Adam and Eve are there. And he saw a special light in that cave, and there was one candle shining. Then he has Tava, then he has desire, and last, that he will be buried there. And all what he was thinking about was this cave. Bore, come and behold. He said, well, the way that Avram negotiated is with Chokhmah. Again, today we study how to negotiate and how to get the things done, how to get something done. Now Avram acted with wisdom when he asked Gray for his uh, wife. He asked it from the people of Chet. <coughs> he didn't ask the cave right away. He didn't ask the cave. He didn't ask to be buried. 
among them. What did he ask? Ela Amar said the Zohar, Dunli Achuzat Kever Imachem Vekamam Tirifanai. Let me have a grave among you, okay? So I can bury Sarah. Uh, you know, if you said the master of the land was not there, he was there. He was there. How come Avram doesn't talk to the owner of the land? Why is he talking to all the people around him? Another question is, do you think Avraham want to be buried among negative people? Or he had a desire to be with negative people? Teaches the Zohar that Avraham act very wisely. We need to learn from Avram Derech Eretz. We need to learn from Avram how to behave. Because he had his desire and his lust toward this cave. Even that the master of the land was there. He didn't want to ask it from him miyad, immediately. To show his desire of the cave. We need to learn something here. So how do you negotiate? How do you talk about it? First, and I'm talking to women first, or to a man who have feminine soul, do not express your desire. Do not talk about things you want. Just don't. Part of being spiritual is to control what you want, to control what you lost, and do not talk about what you want and you have lost. A lot of time you have questions you want to ask, and you say it. Can you control yourself for not saying it? If you can't, that's when even if you're going to get the cave, it's going to go wrong. The whole point is to control what you want and to control speaking about what you want. So what is Avram doing? How does he solve that? He needs the cave. He needs Adam the Chava. Think about yourself. Now you are Avram. You have Chaz Shalom. The wife died. She's the most important woman ever born in the Bible. And now you want to bury her. You know there is a perfect place. Where is Hebron? Even as a prophet, you know that the future is in that piece of land. You know that's the truth. If you are have a more feminine soul, you cannot help yourself. You join the way, jump on the person and say, that's mine, that's mine. How much you want? How much you want? Let me pay it, let me pay it. Wait a minute, just wait. Why you talk about your desire? It's like that. First, Avram was busy to ask for things he doesn't care about. He didn't even talk to the owner of the land. He talked to everybody else. Say, hey guys, do you know where you bury people here? You know, I'm ready to pay, you know, whatever you think. I mean, that land, you know? They tell him, a front of the master of the land. Ephron was there when Avram started talking. But then he wasn't there. That's why Avram said, can you find me the master of the land? And he gave me this cave and this land. So I can bury Sarah. And if you think that I am, think I'm better than you, and that's why I want to be buried the wife far away, it's not true because it's among you. Because that's all the piece of land belong to him. So I'm not going against you. I'm not separate myself from you. I just need a piece of land. So we learn from Avraham here a tremendous limud. Tremendous limud. In page Kuf Kavzain at Fus Yashan. The limud is you can not just politely talk about what you want, Smart, you gotta be smart when you talk about what you want. You know, I want something, so you go ahead and say it. That's very much katnut. That's my, almost yenika. You know, this is a very low level. You can't just go for what you want. Rabbi Lazar What make him going? Say the eagle, we know the midrash, the, the animal, the eagle, the calf that ran away. Okay? 
And he felt that there's something special there, tell us the Zohar. Now he's telling us the, the pre-story to that. It's saying, if a phone, if a phone I have my rabbi Shaya Avraham Weba, if a phone had the ability to see what's really going on in the cave, Lo Aya Mokhalam, he would never sell it. Ever. Ella Vadai Lorak Baklu. He didn't see anything. Share en koldavar midgale elalabalav. I'm saying it every year and I hope this year people listen. En adavar midgale elalabalav. People ask me. We move from area of Pico to this area of Hancock. So people ask me, how do you get it? So I wake up one morning and I saw the house. In the afternoon, we're already signing for the house. Don't you think it's too fast? If you are the owner of that land, it will reveal itself to you. If you are the owner of this woman, she will reveal herself to you. If you are the owner of this man, he will reveal itself to you. And you will find it nice. For that reason, sometimes, jealousy is stupid because jealousy makes you want things which is not yours. Jealousy makes you end up with things which is not yours. Manipulation and you with the wrong people. That's a punishment of manipulation. If you have Avram Nitgala, it was only revealed to Avram, but only from Avram Nitgala. For Avram, it was revealed. The cave was belonged to him. Lefron lo nitgala. Lefron, it wasn't revealed. Lo ayah lo chalik ba. He doesn't have a piece of it. Lefirach lo nitgala lefron. Klum. That's why Lefron maybe was the uh, landlord, but he didn't have the revelation. Velo raba el achoshech. When I, when Lefron look at the cave, when Lefron look at the, at the at the land, he saw darkness. Wouldn't you sell darkness if you're in real estate? You have some fancy store on La Brea. The fancy store on La Brea, best location. But for you, it looked terrible. For that person who want to buy it, it looked diamond. Wouldn't you get rid of it? You don't see the diamond. That's why he sold it. Why is Avram didn't go just for the cave right away? Just give me the cave. Avram didn't negotiate for the cave. He said, just the land, shalom. He just tell him whatever he want about this land. I give him the whole price he asked. Then a front said, I give you the land and I give you the cave. Look at that. Avram didn't need to ask for the cave. A front gave him the cave. Because the front couldn't stand that piece of land and couldn't stand the cave. What creates appreciation in real estate? What creates appreciation in business? Knowing the value. You want to have good things in your life? Value the good things in your life. Value it. Value your blanket. Value your pillow. Value your wife. Value your husband. Value your children. Value your shoes. Value your socks. Value every piece of your life. That's how you get a good deal. But when you create space between what you have already to what you should have later, you create space between the two, then there is no value. When there is no value, things disappear. And it's the thing you already have look dark and you get rid of them. And the real owner will find it. When Avram went to the cave, tell us the Zohar, it's so light. And the sand was flying away, said the Zohar. And he saw two graves, the first two graves. Then Adam came out of the grave, like the old shape of Adam. Right, Avram Vesachak. He looked at Avram and he smiled. He knew Avram that there where he needed to be buried. Rabbi Abba in the Zohar said, Vayakama Sadeh. It said, look what the Torah said. The Torah said that the land stood up. Vaday kima mamash ayala Sadeh. Rabbi Abba said, the whole land stood up. A phone of Avram. 
and everything in it revealed. Beautiful section. I'm sorry I'm going long on this section, but it's important. Amar Rabbi Shimon, tell us Rabbi Shimon, when Avram walked into the cave, he put Sarah, negotiate a place of barrier. Can you imagine? They're already dead. Thousand years before that, they dead. But they look at God and said, we don't want to be buried next to those two people. Avram and Sarah. We are embarrassed. You bring us Avram and Sarah, the, the most important people ever to be born, and the two people who achieve goals that we cannot even dream to achieve. We are ashamed. We're ashamed in the upper world for what we did. We brought death. And every time somebody's been buried, we feel guilty. We brought death. But what? It was You want to add more shame to us? So Adam and Eve were really upset that Abraham and Sarah is going to be buried. Memory of they brought death. On top of it, those two people did only good. So what does that make Adam and Eve? Amar Avram. Ah, Avram Avinu. Look at the Zohar. What Rabbi Shimon revealed to us. Are ani muhan li ishtadel ifnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu bishvelcha shelo tevosh lefanav lolam. Avram said to Adam, listen to me. I'm going to take the feeling of shame away from you. I can do that. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fight until you have no shame. You, me, every time you go into some shame, talk to Avram. Talk to Avram. Say, Avram, I'm going to some shame. I'm ashamed. Avram, help me get my shame away. Avram is ready to take it away from you. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I'm receiving more than I could give. I'm ashamed. I promise to do good things and I'm not. I'm ashamed. I promise never to do this again and I keep doing it. I'm ashamed because of Rosh Hashanah. I was begging God for forgiveness and then I did it again. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Adam said, I'm ashamed. Putting Tzadik next to me like Avram. I'm ashamed. How can I be buried next to him? It makes me so small. Avram said, let me take care of that too. Lot tevosh lefanav leolam. You'll never be ashamed ever. Right away after that, Avram buried his wife. What does that mean after that he buried his wife, Sarah? After what? Nothing happened. She's already dead. After Adam agree. After Chava agree for them to be buried there. You don't know what's going on in Machpelah? Agreement. You never have been there, you never get agreement of anything. And they will be open vital? What do you think we went? What do you think we went? We went to Marta Machpelah. They will be standing in front of Ram and Sarah and say, listen, we want to open a spiritual organization. We're not perfect people, but we mean well. If you think we're good, help us. If not, right away things later start to happen without our control. It doesn't mean we are right. It means that Avram and Sarah are helping us. As the Chedaz Adam Lem Komo, Adam went to his grave back. Chava lo nechlesa. Chava couldn't take it. She just couldn't. You know, women, women have jealousy, you know. Women, when women go to a party and one woman have the same dress, they're fighting. Men go to party, they all look like penguin. Nobody care. They care about the food. They don't even look at themselves, what's going on. What's going on on the buffet? What, what's happening there? Where's the dessert? Where's the drink? That's what's going on. But women are more aware than men. They want to look unique. Because Malchut, what is Malchut? Those of you know Kabbalah, doesn't have of its, of its, of its own nothing. So she again gets unique light, not like the Rampin. Chavalon Nichnasa, Achikrav Avram. Avram went to talk to her. Those of you who don't appreciate Avram, maybe you should start down. Vichnisa, it's a tell Adam. And he said, Adam, please accept your wife back. Vikibel Adam Otabi Lalo. He doesn't say it, but it seems like they were fighting. 
Adam remembered that the whole death started from his wife, Chava. Chava started to feel ashamed because she did it. She did it. So Adam didn't call his wife, come to me. He was like, why you had to do that? Why you had to talk to the snake? It's almost like that. And Abraham went to Chava, went to Adam and said, Adam, please turn your face. Those of you know Panim Bepanim, Panim Beachor, Achor Bepanim. It's more Musagim Kabbalim. It's more like term of Kabbalistic term that happened between Chochmah and Binah after Tzimtzumbet, but we're not going to go into it because we want to keep it simple. The idea is Adam make sure that there will be Panim Bepanim. זהו שאמר כתוב, אחרי כן קבר אברהם את שרה אשתו. After that, אברהם בר. לא כתוב לשרה. This is a to שרה, אלא את שרה, לרבות את חווה. What it means, את שרה, א' and ת', meaning including the thing before. What was before חווה? אברהם מקשור את חווה, agree to stay in מערת המכפלה. Those of you go to מערת המכפלה, every time. Every time. You go, אברהם is on the right, say hello to the master. Always, אברהם. I'm ashamed, I'm still doing the same thing, I need your help. Get me out of it. Just get me out of it. Go to Sarah and tell her, make me strong. Sarah can make you strong. And there, right there, Adam Vechava. Adam Vechava is there. Adam Vechava is there. Make sure you say something good about Adam Vechava and you need that. And then, they were staying there. They were staying there uh, forever. So that section is about the negotiations. So what do we learn from that section? First, you don't express your desire. You don't. I mean, first, actually, before expressing desire, the first thing, you need to know what you want. And what you want is to be also spiritual. Meaning, you have to fit with the concept of that what you want is rel relatively connected to what there is there and it's possible or it's above of what's accessible and then you go to negotiation and you don't reveal what you want to the other people you don't have to say everything but you will have to say the idea of what needed but you don't say your desire you say the need the need is the barrier they need it because where is God in the picture you do everything God asks you you do everything, and then you go back to the Olam Asiyah, to the world of action, to the world of negativity, where we live. So when you come here to the end of Adam Kadmon, then you have to negotiate. When you negotiate the deal, you don't present every single desire you have, but you present every need you have. And then you let the people see. In the end, Ephron asks, Why Arbamot? So the Remez, in the way of the Remes, I heard it in uh, 1989 or 1988 from a great rabbi in the Yeshiva Torah of So one of the things of Abamot, Abamot is Remes Le'aynara. If you look at the Gimatria, Aynara, Abamot, so or Aynara or Aynara is 400. And the idea of Ephron had a lot of evil eye. And Avram even knew how to get out of it. Yeah, that's the one thing I want to share. So, now we're going to the second thing again. All about negotiation, all about getting it right, and how to know when it's right. Now, that's the next section I want to show you. That's the kind of important. Yeah. Avram is sending Eliezer to find the Kala. Find the Kala. And he said, where to find the Kala? In a place where Lavan is. Lama. Lama Dafkasham. Why, why there? If you look at the parasha, how it ends, I explained it last week. And I said that, it's very important what Dari said about reincarnation. After Akedat Yitzchak, after Yitzchak finished his tikkun with Akedah, that was his tikkun. In the Maftir of Vayera, 
להספיק פרשה. ויהי אחר הדברים האלה, והוא גדל לאברהם, הנה ילדה מילכה, גם היא בנים לנחור אחריך. מילכה, גב, אורסה צ'ילדרן, for your brother נחור. את אוץ בכורו, which was איוב, ואת בוז, it's telling אברהם, as you remember I said last week, that his father was capable to reincarnate. That's when אברהם, last week פרשה, was sitting in the tent, כחום היום, it was very hot, the Zohar explained as it, he came from hell, make sure that he will be able uh, to reincarnate. And then it says, Betuel, Yaladet Rivka, and Betuel give birth to Rivka. That's it, what it says. So, Rivka is relative, and Rivka, Shmona El Yalda Milka, Nachorachi Avram. So Milka gave birth to eight children, and Milka was the wife of Nachor. Nachor was the brother of Avram. So who was Rivka, in a way, if Rivka is the daughter of his brother, his niece, right? His niece. So in a way, Yitzchak is Mary's cousin, right? Am I right or am I wrong? Nachor, no, no. He marries cousin. Mary's cousin. So what is going on? Why is it so important for Avram? Well, we know that the idol worshiping was everywhere. Avram was the master of revolution against idol worshiping. That was his, his level. Every time you get stuck in addiction, you talk to Avram. He always going to come to you. Avram Vesarat, Avram Vesarat, I'm falling. I'm falling, I'm falling, I'm falling. I'm falling, I'm falling, I'm falling to idol worshiping. Help me. So he sent Eliezer. Who is Eliezer? Evid. What Evid Knani? He was from the master of idol worshiping, and Avram changed him. Now we have a test. He has a test. He has to find a wife. Does he know she looks like? No. Does he know what she needs to do? No. Nothing he know. Let's say it like this. He said, dear God, he started talking to God. And he said to God like this, and I want to read it to you because it's tremendous. Before he leave, he tell his master Avram, what if she doesn't want to come with, to me? And I swear to you, it's dangerous. He said, listen, you do your job. If you've been successful, successful. What do we learn from Avram's time? You're going to do everything you can, and then you leave it up to God. God is getting involved in your life. If God is getting involved in your life, you're going to be okay. If you make God get involved in your life, you are okay. If you are doing all the work that needs to be prepared for a time that God has to be involved, you're okay. If you don't do the work and you want God to be involved, you're not okay. You're going to do all the work that possibly you can and then say, God, that's what I'm about to do. That's what I am doing. And then if I'm right, help me. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Let's say you drive to Vegas and there is an event that you have to be attending in Vegas, but you don't know if you should go or not. Or you don't even ask if you should go or not. Ask. Say, God, I'm about to go to this event in Vegas. If God thinks it's the right thing, help me. If not, make it that I'm not going to go. So you go all, all the way. I mean, one hour in the middle, stop by a police. The police tell you you cannot continue. There is a fire. Well, that was a sign from Hashem, from God. You know, you have to start being more aware of what's going on around you. But do not be too aware so you don't do anything. You know, there is those people who I call them too spiritual. They look and they see Wendy's sign. And they say, oh, my son's name will be Wendy. There's always sign out there. It doesn't mean the interpretation is always correct. There's always sign. You have to be studied Torah, so Hashem will show you the way. So it's like this. Eliezer gave a sign. He said, whoever is going to give me water, is what he's saying. And he looked at the women. And she will say, not just you drink, also your cameras will drink. She's going to be the wife of Isaac. 
How is that work? Ask Orachaim. Orachaim said, while he finished the prayer, she came out. So God is involved, guys. When things work and God is involved, you don't have God as your partner. I don't care how good you are. It's not working. You got to have God as your partner in everything. When I want to talk to my children, I talk to God first. So God, that's what I'm about to tell my son. Help me out. You have to have God as your partner wherever you go. So he, the Orach Haim bring Midrash Rabbah. And that's what he asked. He say, from the water you choose a soulmate. I mean, it seems like the well is where they meet your soulmate. Moshe Rabbeinu, Yitzchak, Ifkad, you know, everybody meet in the well. Well is like the area where you meet your soulmate. Ali Be'er, you know, it's always the well. Maybe the, somebody should open a dating app called the well. That's, that should be spiritual dating app. That should be a spiritual dating app called the well. Because that's where it happened. A bear. Bear. Kol kore shama. Just malchut. You know why, right? When she came to get the water, what happened? The water came up out of the well. And this is the Midrash Rabba. It's a siman muvak. It's a for sure sign. שאינו מצוי בבנות הכנעני, כי אם בזרע ברוך וקדוש כאברהם. If the girl were from the כנעני, where she lived, כנען was all idol worshiping, water would never go up. Only if she came from relative levels of אברהם. By the way, I mean, for to upset you about the story, uh, if we measure her age, she was three years old, just to upset you. Those of you who think about beautiful girl, 18, coming out, with a nice, uh, you know, that movie, what do you call that movie? Uh, there is a woman who dances in a mountain. I never saw the movie, but... but what is it? Music. Sound of Music. I never watched the, the, the movie, but I know there's a clip there of 10 seconds when she's singing on the green mountain. And I, I never saw the movie. I'm not big on musical, by the way. I'm not big on musical. I mean, specific one has to be really specific one. Anyway, so he saw the water came up. Three years old, okay? That upset you. He said, definitely it's like my master. Definitely. And he put a tough condition. He put condition she had to give him water and the camels. So for that reason, he become negative. Purposely, he become negative, so he, he will be right if it's working well. And she add more. She took the cad, she took the vase, she put, make sure it's gonna go down. And she make sure he doesn't carry it, so she, he will drink, she's three years old. Yes. Just to upset you, every time you think you get the story, I'm gonna upset you, because you have to understand it's Kabbalistic, meaning everything. And why she didn't say, I will give water to your camels? She was so righteous. Because if she would say before to the camels, before he drink, then it will be easy for her. She want to make sure it will be easy for him. First she make him a drink, and then she make him for the cameras. Guys, I will learn hospitality from Rivka. How is your guest feel? If you don't know how your guest feel, you don't know nothing. You gotta look at the eyes of the guest. You have to see that the food that you've serving them is good, that the water is serving them. This Shabbat, we had the merit of hosting uh, first Shabbat here in our new place. Oh my God, what a merit I had. I had Michael from New York who brought his friend, Ego, and wonderful soul, my God, what a wonderful soul. You can see the Shekhinah, you can see his respect to the city of Jerusalem. You can see a person who want to make a difference. You can meet people who want to make a difference. Next to me was, of course, my wife, then Robert Michel. Then you see people who want to make a difference. They cannot stand that the world is like that. 
It's, it's beautiful. And my wife and me, of course, making sure that everybody, sometimes we make people nervous because we want too much to give. Eh, something we have to change because we both chasing the people, you know? So, what does that mean? She finished feeding him water. said, he finished drinking. No. She was holding the cud, she was holding the vase, making sure it's finished. You want to know what kindness? You want to know what hospitality? Your guests have to live like a visit seven-star hotel. Like, like he never experienced that before. That's how you do Shabbat for people. If, and if you're working too hard and the guests see you, you fail too. They need to feel as if it's easy for you and they benefit 100%. That's how you do Achnasat Orchim. And then you know, Rivka was like Sarai in Achnasat Orchim. So for that reason, I want to make sure to teach you about the concept of soulmate. So how do you know who's your soulmate? Well, soulmate, where are you? According to you. Meaning, you never meet a baker who's proud of his Isa. Uh, huh? The dough? Just the dough? Dough is batsek. How is Isato? It's mixed. Huh? Mixed. The mix? The mix. Isa is the old thing. It's like the dough that you make like this. You never meet a baker who's proud of his Isa. Why? Why? You ever see a woman who makes halot? Or proud? If she's proud, something is wrong. Either she didn't do the tithing, you know, the afrashat chala. Baker, not proud of his isa. I was, once went to Ukraine, and I landed in Frankfurt. In Frankfurt, people are very much about making the dough. The guy would not leave his eyes, he would not lift his eyes up. And my friend told me, we're missing the flight. What are you doing? I said, I, I, I just can't stop looking. It was a big window. And when I see a person who's making a dough in the right way, it's an inspiration for me. You see the person in the moment. Now, I always say to people, make sure you do something with your hand. If your work is only lips and mind, make sure you do something with your hand. Fix something. Uh, grow basil in your yard. Grow nana in your yard. Something. You got to do something. Adasim. Something. You have to work the land. Because that work in the land, it takes care of the nefesh. Anyway, so. Now. What does that mean? That he now got Rebecca. That's between him and God. Now we have to deal with her brother. I have to deal with the brother. Who was her brother? Lavan. Lavan, my friend Lavan. Lavan is the grandfather Bilam. Lavan's son is Beor. Beor is the father of Bilam. So who is the master of all negativity in the world? Ever. From the time of the beginning of the world to the end of the world. Who is the master of all of it? Who is the master of everything there? Lavan. Lavan is the master of all the idea of negativity. That's who was Lavan. So when we talk about Lavan, we are actually talking about the master of all negativity. How is Eliezer capable to win Rebecca, the best choice in a woman in the world, away from Lavan? What do you need to do? What do you need to do? And what do you see in the story? Something very interesting. That Eliezer, who is Evet Knani, which is a slave from Canaan, who changed his way to spirituality, now negotiates for his master Avram, the master that broke all the idol worshipping, to talk to Lavan, who is all master of negativity. Are you, are you following me here? I mean, we are talking about like, like a chain of, of reaction, action, proactive, creative. I mean, look what's going on here. Abraham, the master who broke all idol worshipping, sending a person who used to be idol worshipper to talk to somebody who's still idol worshipping to take away from him Rebecca. 
You want to know negotiation? Now that's a negotiation. That's a negotiation. And what is Eliezer is asking, if you remember, in the beginning of the pray, it says like this. Vayomer Hashem loke Adoni Avraham. God, the master of my master Avraham. Do it for me, my master, not for me. Please, let me find a woman. So now we have to tell the story to, to Lavan. So as the Zohar, in Tfus Yashan, verse Kufnun Chet, 158, how can that be? How can that be that Lavan agree to let go of Rivka? Hey, I mean, Lavan is a master of negativity. Lavan is controlled the dark side. That's who Lavan is. That's what they call him Lavan. Lavan means white. Meaning to make fun of, of that, how negative he was. So, what's the answer for that? What's the answer? Okay, that Lavan say, Bo Baruch Hashem. Come in, Baruch Hashem. Come in, bless you will be for God. That Knaan, all people who were in Knaan, all the slaves are cursed. Why somebody is a slave? It's a curse. Being a slave is a curse. Being an addict, it's a curse. You've been cursed. We know that Noah cursed Ham, Aviknan, the father of Knan, to be cursed for slavery. So if people complain that they are a slave, they should more check why they are a slave instead of complaining. You can complain that you are a slave. It's okay, you're allowed to do that. Or find out, are you a slave? Are you a DNA of a slave? What is the DNA of a slave? What is the deal of a slave? You have to do what you urge to do. Now we get out of that curse because he worked for Abraham. He was blessed in the name of God because Lavan himself, Lavan himself blessed him. What did he say? Bo Baruch Hashem. Bo Baruch Hashem. Can you imagine? So the Zohar basically raised doubts here. How can Lavan, the most negative person, welcome uh, uh, Eliezer into his house and even bless him in the name of Yud Kevavke? How can that even be? How can that even be? So the, 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 the idea here that the Zohar is teaching us that the negotiation, the art of negotiation, First we learn about Avram negotiating for the land. Now we learn about Eliezer, who was the servant of Avram, negotiate for the soulmate. Soulmate. And when you when you see that, how it works, you see that God has to be involved all the time. And once God is involved, you know, you gotta do the work that you gotta do. In this case, Eliezer bought beautiful gold and stone and all this that, because not to make Avram look bad for whatever he is negotiating. So you gotta take care of the superficial level. You gotta take care of the 1%. You cannot just do something just because you fanatically believe. And you cannot do something just because you are fanatically believe in physicality, meaning just diamond, just gold, just that. You gotta find the two of them. You need to do both. I'm sorry if you're lazy. You have to do everything you can from the need point of view, and then everything else from a spiritual point of view. If you don't do both and you win, your win is just half. You win the physicality, and then you empty spiritually. If you win it spiritually, then you lost it physically later in life. So you gotta have both. And for that reason, the whole parasha of Chayesara, the whole parasha of Chayesara, we see it, it's just unbelievable that right now, Eliezer, who being basically nobody, is a servant. But he's not nobody because he worked for Avram. He's basically, say, listen, He's almost wanted to be negative. He wanted not to work. He make it difficult to find the soulmate. So she has to give me water. She has to make sure I drink first, then my camels. He make it really difficult. Then after that, he make it really difficult. He said to Lavan, listen, either you listen to my story, you accept my term, or I'm getting out of it. And he tell him the whole story again. Why he has to repeat? Why the Torah has to repeat everything? To show how pure was Eliezer. How pure. And he said like this. Vata, 
chapter 24, verse Memtet, 49. If you want to do the truth and be in mercy, for my master Avram, tell me. If not, tell me. He closed the deal there. He doesn't say, think about it for two weeks, two hours. No, no, tell me now. I don't even have time to negotiate, say Eliezer. I told you my heart, I told you my desire, I present. Exactly the opposite of what Avram do with the front. Exactly the opposite of what Avram do with Chet. He doesn't tell him his attention. He doesn't tell him what he wants. He's hiding it. Here, different type of negotiation, he nailed it down. But he's showing them he's out the door. Again, Lavan cannot control himself. God put words in his mouth because God is involved because Eliezer made God involved. We cannot say good or bad. Go. Good luck. From here we learn, my friend, when do you reveal and when you don't? When the people around you are negative or your desire is too strong, like Avram. Avram's desire for the cave was too strong. He couldn't, he couldn't let go of his desire. So what he did, he never revealed his desire. He revealed only his need. In the second negotiation of Lezel, Avram with Rivka, his desire was not there. His last was not there. He had what desire? What was his desire? To get Rivka? No! To do what Avram asked him to do. That's it! If it's to bring Rivka, good! If it's not to bring Rivka, good! He is there to serve his master. So he's revealing all his secrets. That's why he negotiates like that. And that's why he says, if it's not, I'm coming back empty. But at least I did what I need to do. I did what I was asked to do. And then he go back with or without. And for that reason, when he tell it to Lavan, Lavan sees a strong negotiation. He said, this guy is ready to give diamond gold everything, but he's ready to live without the girl. That's how much he believed. I better start to negotiate his term, not my term. And that's my friend, the old concept of Chaye Ashrara, or Chaye Ashira, or Chaye Asara, the old parsha of Chaye Sara. The old parsha of Chaye Sara is to get us into place of learn how to negotiate. And when you learn how to negotiate, you got everything. Thank you, and you have a wonderful, wonderful week. <laughs>